Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Nadika is about to come on and rock your world, teaching how to remove all these blocks and barriers to real connection, real love that lasts. So definitely stick around. We're going to dive in. This woman is a powerhouse doing great things in the world. So before that, thank you so much for being here. I value you. I just honor you for being on the journey of becoming your greatest possible self, taking every step that you can to be the best version of yourself. Thank you for being here. Next up is going to be our iTunes review of the week. And this week it's by... Uh, Dom Brightman, who said a spirit bomb of good life-changing and empowering content. Chris has a great podcast that has curated some of the Earth's most inspiring humans that deliver value. It's great when the host has energy and the guests also bring their A-game. Give this a listen or over 9,000 listens. Dom, thank you so much for that uh, that review on iTunes. If you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to BeYourGPS.com forward slash iTunes or search Greatest Possible Self on the Apple Podcast Store, and you can give us a review there. Thank you so much in advance for doing that. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, how we can improve the show for you. I'm going to introduce Nadika in just a second here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. This is going to be a powerful interview, so you definitely want to stay tuned all the way through to the end because one idea has the power to change everything for you. Nadika Viswakula prides herself in being an intuitive and a bit of a modern-day hippie. She has studied an array of alternative types of healing that she swears has transformed her life and the lives of the people that she has had the honor of working with. She has been an entrepreneur from a young age, which led her down several different paths of financial success. But she says there was always, there was always a small missing piece from the puzzle. As Nadika explored, seeked, and delved deeper within herself, she found the true essence of her being, which is what ultimately enhanced her levels of love, connection, and joy. She mastered bridging the gap from getting what she wants to attracting what she deserves. She claims that what she is attracting into her life is far grander than what she ever imagined possible for herself. She says that she learned how to get out of her head and into her heart. And we are blessed to have Nadika with us here today. You ready to rock the house, Nadika? I'm ready. Thank you for having me, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. And uh, just, you know, the energetic conversation that we had last time and just all that you're stepping into and how you're empowering people. Uh, I'm super, super grateful to have you. Our audience is blessed. And we're going to dive right into the theme of today, which is attracting, manifesting your dream partner. What does that mean for you, Nadika? Uh, well, it's interesting because a lot of us are conditioned to believe that our happiness can be seeked from outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when I get that car that I really want, I will become happy. When I get that girl or guy that I want, I will be happy. And I'm going to wait for my happiness to come with from something else. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is when I do that, I'm giving my power away to that other thing. So if I don't have that car, if I don't achieve that um that accolade or that achievement. If I don't achieve it, that means I don't get to be happy. Mm. So what I teach people to do and what I've learned to do for myself is to be in the driver's seat of my experiences at all times. Yes. So being in the driver's seat means that I get to choose when I'm happy because happiness comes from me, within mm. me. And when I am happy, then I get to attract someone that's at the same playing field. So if I'm having, and this is not a, a session about judging anyone because we're all in different places on our journey, but if I'm having a hard time getting up out of bed in the morning and I'm just feeling my energy is really low all of the time, I'm not feeling connected and passionate about what I'm doing in my life, then I'm usually, we're like magnets. So I'm usually going to attract someone that's at that very similar playing field. Mm -hmm. Now what happens when we're in a relationship with two people vibrating at that same level of frequency, you're both having a really hard time getting out of bed. You're both unmotivated. You both haven't really connected to what your true purpose is in life. So you're kind of going to be stuck in this bit of a muck. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's why we say if I work within myself, on myself first, then I can elevate my frequency, uh, my level of awareness, my level of self-love in order to attract someone that's in that same place on their own. They don't need me. I don't need them. It's just this beautiful um, union of choosing to be together i love so, it i love it nadika i think that's yeah. that's that's like it you know like when you don't need that external person that's when they come in if you are in that neediness then there's some kind of dependency which will show up and manifest itself in the relationship and there will never be that true happiness of just being with oneself which i think that builds up over time and, and partners can feel that and things like that so i think it's what you're saying about being in the alignment of like hey if i'm good with myself i'm loving myself i'm also going to attract someone who is in that same space and it's going to be a upward spiral rather than a downward spiral of people who are like in scarcity, in fear, in lack, whatever it might be, just not feeling worthy. Because then it's just going to be a reflection for each other that continues to go downwards. Unless, I mean, both people are like super committed to their growth to get out of that place. And I think it's really easy to be if you're with someone else who who is um, you know thinking negative thoughts, toxic behaviors, habits, things like that, it's easy to get sucked in by that um, unless there's like just a, a relentlessness towards that personal growth. Yeah, so I wanted to reiterate also that it really is not a judgment session. We're not here to judge at what level we're at in our on our healing journey. Everyone's in their own unique place. But I the word conscious. Um, partnerships, conscious mm. relationships, it sometimes triggers people. And But I wanted to kind of clarify what that means to me. Sure. So what being in a conscious relationship means to me is that I have an awareness that I'm walking into a relationship with again, this is sort of a negative connotation, but for the purpose of understanding with my own baggage yes. and the other person is walking in with their own baggage and everybody in this world has baggage of some sort. So we all walk in and it's about saying, having an awareness of what's in my baggage yes. and having some tools on how to manage it. So when I walk into a relationship, I'm able to say to the person on the other side, my partner, that, Hey, listen, like this, I've kind of got this stuff that I've been carrying around for a while. I'm working with it. Yes. It will likely come up even in this relationship with you. But when it does, I'm willing to take ownership that this was mine before I met you. Mm. So that's what I call sort of a conscious relationship. Because we do in relationships kind of bring each other's triggers up. We sure. bring up that baggage to look at again because we're here to evolve and um, heal these things through relationships. So relationships are a beautiful thing, even if they don't necessarily work in the long term. Relationships are always a gift because they're here to teach us something at this time. I love it. Nadika, I know we're going to dive into more about you and your brand in just a second, but while we're on the topic, I, I really love this. Something came up for me is like acceptance of who someone is and the quote unquote baggage or things that they're bringing into the relationship. How does that, how does acceptance come into your conversation about being a conscious, in a conscious relationship? What, what value or how does someone, um, utilize acceptance to create the most har harmonious, prosperous relationship? Well, for me, I think it's been like 100% consistent that I'm always attracting someone who is my mirror mm -hmm. in one way or another, whether it's in my conscious awareness or whether it's in my subconscious awareness. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe that if I am more aligned and more in tune to my own baggage, my own past, and my own experiences, and really connecting to sort of what went on for me, for me to have these emotions come up, for me to have these beliefs come up about myself. When I'm in tune to that, then, and I have learned to have love and compassion for myself, it automatically becomes easier because it reminds me, it's like, oh, I remember that feeling when I was feeling not good enough, and I can see in the mirror that this is what's happening happening for them now it's not happening to them it's happening for them I want and it's the same thing for me life doesn't happen to me it's happening for me it's like what is this providing an opportunity for me to look at learn evolve and grow from beautiful I love it I love it this is awesome so tell us a little bit more about how you serve your clients as the naked love coach which I, I think is awesome it's it's like a really kind of 
catchy, catchy phrase. And it also, it piques curiosity and um, there's so many different dimensions that it can go into. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So for me, um, I like the word naked because it's a little bit cheeky. You know, we've got we've been so socially conditioned to have it be a taboo word. Yet it's something that we all resonate with. Like we all came into this world naked. (laughs) And and, and I mean that figuratively and I mean it like it's also uh, and also physically, but figuratively, like we came here and we were just such pure souls. We didn't. we all are still pure souls, but we've sort of got this, these uh, personas that we've taken on, these masks that we've put on. We identify with our name. We identify with our job title, how much money we make, our social status, our um, status of uh, whether we're single, married, or in a relationship, or it's complicated. We relate to all of these things, and we judge ourselves, mm-hmm. which I find when we judge ourselves, we give other people permission to judge us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if we're not being kind to ourselves, we're automatically giving other people permission to not be kind to us. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, hmm, is that what I really want in my life? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely not me anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I used to give people that permission and then I had to check myself. So, Yeah, well, I, was, I think it's it's that consciousness, right? Like recognizing, yeah. hey, how, what, what is, what are the things, the wounds, the stuff in the past? How is it showing up in my space today? How am I dealing with it? What are the techniques and tools that I can use today to, to break through it? And then now how do I best deal with other people who come into my reality as, as mirrors in the process? You know, it's this, and it's this dance. It's this dance of doing our best every moment. And there's going to be times where our best still isn't like doesn't doesn't um contain the trigger so that it doesn't it doesn't blow out of proportion even like you know for a couple minutes or a couple hours or a couple days or whatever it might be it's like having that compassion with ourselves to be authentic uh, authentically us but i really love that we can get back to that that core that we came from that naked self um the real self the true self that is within all of us right that pure divine light being is within all of us and then there's these stories that we may have picked up along the journey how do we how do we show up even with those those stories even with the the baggage that we may have been carrying exactly yeah so i kind of look at it like peeling back the onion yeah. layer yeah. layer by layer by layer because a lot of us have created sort of protective theories and they served a purpose for a period of time yeah. and now it's time if you choose to let it go and sort of like experience life through a different lens i like to call it yeah and i, I love i love your permission uh, based coaching and and being here on this interview, right? Like if you choose, right? And at the beginning, you're saying this isn't here to be a judgment or anything like that, not better or worse than you. Like just, it's a very loving, accepting energy and space that you're creating, Nadika, which I love, super, super empowering. So I want to go back into your journey and talk about how did you become the Naked Love Coach? What What was that journey like for you? Tell us about that. Well, I was a, I was a, an early childhood educator, so I work with little ch- children and sort of the uh, birth to eight years of age is what I'm qualified to work with. And so I studied the developing mind and um, and I've always been spiritually connected. I, I've never been, a, I'm non-religious, but I'm very spiritually connected. And I find it really interesting because I, I kind of married the two together. So the science and that intuition and inner guide and through my journey I've worked with so many different healers and just really feel like when I was working as an early childhood educator I loved my job every single day there wasn't a time where I felt like I didn't want to be there I loved the people I worked with all of it was beautiful um and yet there was still a little piece missing and it was cool because when I started working there I thought I wanted to sort of preserve that childlike energy within children mm-hmm. and that was sort of my intention but I realized that it's not the children if we leave them be mm-hmm. they're actually so in tune to their higher self they're so intuitive they're so smart and connected and so powerful in their being if you just watch them children inspire me because it's like they are so not in their head they're so in their heart they're in the moment they're not afraid to play they're not afraid to explore they're not afraid to be curious mm. and we lose that as adults mm. and so i realized as i was an early childhood educator hmm who i'm really meant to work with 
is their parents because their parents are the people that are sort of the most influential people in their life. And they're also the people that are unconsciously, not in their awareness, sort of dimming their children's light. So they don't mean to do it. It's, it's just that that's our social conditioning. It's like Jimmy or John, don't run around, sit down and be a good boy or girl. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're being conditioned that being playful is bad or wrong and being curious is bad or wrong. And so these kinds of programming subconsciously sort of get instilled in us. And I, I realized that it's, it's, if we leave the kids alone, they're good. And it's, it's our conditions as adults to just kind of peel back those layers and actually learn to play and be curious like these children and watch them and observe them and be a lot more like them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, we've been conditioned into being more like robots as, as the adult is supposed to be a robot, get things done, work, provide. And it's almost like all this, all the fun, all the, all the expansion, all the creativity, the play, the magic, the wonder got sucked out of being an adult, you know? And um, I think I think what you're saying is so spot on. If we remember what it's like to be a kid, if we reconnect with them, if, they, if we watch them, you know, I went to a, a, a school playground a couple of years ago just to like watch kids, you know? Like I don't, I don't have a lot of young kids in my life. So I, I said, hey, I, I just want to go see how are they showing up? What is their, what is their energy like? What is their innocence like? What, is, what does it look like when they're playing soccer? How do they treat each other? How do they um, dance and play and sing and all these things, you know? And and just to go get present in that energy and that way of being, um, it's easy. It has been easy for me to forget how to be a kid because I got so caught up with the the responsibilities of life, so to speak. So I think it's spot on. I think um, especially the parents don't necessarily know what they are doing to influence their kids in that way, in that like, hey, I, I think I'm being a good parent by telling you to sit down, be quiet, do your homework and stop playing, right? But, and what are the consequences and what what's gonna happen long-term if something like that were to keep up? And again, no judgment and how can we be more conscious of these types of behaviors so that we can be proactive in letting the kids do what they're gonna do and being being supportive, a supportive nurturing space, but also not a controlling and constricting space. Yeah, so I started off working with uh, uh, parents of the children in my classrooms. Mm -hmm. And so just sort of coaching them through the journey. And then I realized, you know, if I reverse engineered this, um, really, before we're parents, like before parents are parents, they're a couple. And before they're a couple, they're individuals. And all each one of us before we get in our partnership, we've already got our baggage. Like we've got our baggage by the time we're six, eight years old. So even when you're working with teens, you can still kind of clear this stuff. The earlier we start this work, the better we better off we are, the more um, of the world we get to see through a o- more open lens instead of a more confined lens with all that conditioning limiting us. So we get to open that up, broaden up our horizons. So I always say the sooner that you do the work, the better, but you know what? There's never, it's never too late. So mm-hmm. I've seen people make massive transformations for themselves in, uh, in a very short period of time. So if you can ha- be living in more love, peace, joy, and bliss, which is your birthright, which is every single one of our birthright. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then why not? I love it. I love that you said bliss. It just drew the card, like we have cards. My girlfriend has cards, Petty has cards, and um, drew it today as bliss. The card was bliss. So it's, it's awesome that it's coming up. Um, Let's move forward into your entrepreneurial journey and how, like, you're working with the individual, the parents. Like, what was the transition into saying, hey, like, I really want to make this my main thing, my brand? And then, especially, like, the energy component and um, supporting people in being the fullest self expression of their real selves. Like, when did that start to all come together, or how did it all, all start to come together? So, through my own spiritual journey within myself, Um, I realized on a very subconscious level that this is actually where I'm meant to be because it's how, it's how I feel when I'm doing this. I feel naturally high, like people take a substance to get high sometimes. And for me, like I feel so high and vibrating on such a high level, sort of like that excited child feeling. And, and it's when I'm serving and when I'm doing this, but what I didn't realize was that I was so afraid to Mm. step into this. And there was a huge block in me stepping into 
who I am today, stepping into my power so that I can serve on this platform. And, and to be completely candid and honest, being in front of a camera speaking like this was actually such a paralyzing fear for me. Wow. Um, it's something I still work with. And paralyzing to the point where I never, if someone said that I'm going to give you a hundred million dollars to do this, I would, <laughs> I would have said hells to the no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not supposed to be saying that. On you're good. You're good. <laughs> there was no way, like I was so afraid. So this is me every day it's taking huge. little baby steps towards back the layers where I can show up like this mm. and yes I am aware I'm on camera and I am speaking so <laughs> but it's, it's awesome it's awesome because you're giving yourself that acknowledgement as well which I, I love and I think so many people don't celebrate themselves and acknowledge hey I used to be you know five miles back that way or I used to only be able to crawl and now I'm like walking pretty dang fast like let's keep this up you know I think a lot of people just fail to keep building themselves up and and especially kids right like kids are conditioned not to celebrate themselves too much not to be too proud not to boast not to you know be too loud or whatever it might be and i think like that self expression and and love of themselves is is innate and then we kind of condition them into don't don't be too much you know and it it's it's breaks my heart like seeing that happen totally and for some people it could be like just sitting there in silence and they're like hum and then sure. all of a sudden they have a miracle but I have to say for me it wasn't that um but I, I do want to share this really cool story so as I was doing my um ex, you know healing work uh through and and you know there was I don't know if you believe in sh uh like chakra work but yes. the in my throat shock and there was a block there right. so as I cleared that mm -hmm. I went on my social media and I said I was going to do a 30-day challenge and my 30-day challenge was to get in front of my camera for one minute every single day for yes. 30 days so I did that and days after my 30-day challenge mm. My, uh, I was at an event supporting a friend of mine in an industry that's not actually an industry that's very familiar to me. Mm -hmm. Long story short, I got invited by someone who was there that said, you know, you're so well-spoken and we really love your look and your and how you present yourself. We would love for you to be our anchor, one of our anchors wow. for our, yeah, for our business. Mm -hmm. So it's so funny. So this gave me the, and I actually said, so this is, I'm going to spank myself a little bit here, but it's like, I actually said to them, I don't think you want me to be your anchor. Like I'm not very good. <laughs> Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> I don't have the experience, right? So I was negative self-talk, yeah, yeah. feeling insecure. Yeah. And I, I said all of these things and they said, well, come in and come in and let's give it a shot. Yeah. So I went in and, you know, I wasn't the best anchor, but they did take me on and I've really grown and evolved. And this opportunity fell on my lap because I did the work. I did. I put myself in front of the camera, even though it was uncomfortable every single day for a minute. I committed, I stuck to my commitment and it does take work mm. and it doesn't have to be grueling. It wasn't grueling for me. I was actually surprisingly enjoying my 30 day challenge, which surprised me. So in the end, it all worked out. I still work with them and it's been a beautiful blossoming for myself. And I, it brings me here doing this with mm. you in aligned with like the work that I'm doing. So I mean, like, it, there is no one way in which we have to get somewhere. There's mm. lots of different ways in where we can achieve our goals. <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. That's such an awesome testimonial. Again, you know, that no matter what we're dealing with, no matter what phase or age we are in life, we can always take on a whole new vision of saying, that's how I used to be, but who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? What What is the version of myself I'm committed to stepping into or the, the patterns and things that I've picked up that I'm committed to releasing so I can step into my truest self? Right. So I think it's it's so awesome, your own journey. So let's start diving in even more to like what our audience can do to peel the layers that they might be carrying with themselves. Maybe if if they're, you know, they're wanting to call in this dream partner, they're wanting to become the best version of themselves to create that that love, that juicy love that lasts a lifetime. Like where do they begin with with uh, building that foundation of self-love, Nadika? 
Well, I think, like I said, I started saying this a little bit earlier. I think it comes from a self-awareness and a consciousness. So I would encourage you to be very, very truthful and delve within yourself. Like right now, you could close your eyes and take a deep breath and ask yourself, sort of on a level of one to 10, what is your level of joy right now in your life? Like just generally speaking in all the areas of your life, how happy do you feel when you wake up in the morning? And if you take a moment to actually close your eyes and be honest with yourself, the first answer that comes up is the real answer. Don't overthink it. And then it's okay if it's kind of a lower number and it's okay if it's a higher number. I generally would say that if it's a lower number, the work is within yourself to really kind of like get to a higher level of joy. Have that be your goal. Have that be your goal. Like I'm going to do whatever it takes to become happier in my own life. Why? Like, why is why is joy and happiness the the thing the thing that you like? It's the first thing you said, right? You could say successful. You could say you know um, fulfilled. Could be fulfilled, successful. These could all be synonyms. I'm curious why you use joy. I use joy because with every single person that I've ever worked with and anyone I talk to especially if you talk to people that are elderly or you talk to someone who's on their deathbed, mm. the thing that they want the most, is, they wish the thing they wish they spent most of their time focusing on is their level of joy and happiness and mm. connection with the people that they loved. Mm. The money didn't matter. None of that stuff mattered. The things that really mattered to them was the things that brought them joy, which generally was around the people that they loved. And so I work with a lot of very financially successful people, but they're emotionally empty. Mm. And so it's, it just, it's not synchronized. You can be happy and financially wealthy, which is a totally different thing. Yeah. And, and like, that's where abundance comes in. And what we all are, what we all came from is abundance. Yeah. What I mean by that is our love and light, our oneness is connected to the universe, which is abundant. Yep. Right? You think about all the resources, all the air we breathe, everything comes from the universe. It is limitless. And that's what we come from. <laughs> and so our connection to that, it never dies. Yeah. Yet it becomes kind of blocked and we forget that we're connected to that. So that is our true alignment. That is what we are. Like that's our birthright is that is tapping into that abundance. So, um, what, so when I connect to my joy and happiness, which is abundance automatically, all other things start to flow to me like a magnet, mm. which is money, success, connection, just even purpose, like money coming to me and opportunities coming to me through connecting to my, my purpose. Like it flows with ease. I don't mm. even have to try the opportunities show up. Right. I so I, I want to highlight this and how I'm understanding it is the joy, the happiness, the it's like aliveness, the presence in the moment. Like as long as that is being fulfilled or we're making progress on it, we're making steps towards it. The, the purpose, the passion, the uh, success, the finances, the wealth, whatever, all these, these are kind of secondary things that come when we are really enjoying our lives, when we're really tapped into our source, when we're tapped into how am I feeling? How am I being guided right now? And that's not to say that like everything is always going to be easy and sh sunshine and rainbows. Like we have this beautiful spectrum of emotions for a reason to help guide us. And there's no emotion that is right or wrong and, and vice versa. There's no emotion that's wrong, you know? So I think to tap into the joy, it's like, what's our compass? Where are we, where are we going? How are we today? And what are some steps that we can take? And, and I think if we just take that, that look and start to reflect more on how am I feeling, then we will naturally come up with the answers and the strategies, the solutions, the next steps to be able to get to where we want to go. Yeah. And like one of the tangible things that I love is if I, if I believe that I'm being held, yeah. like the universe is holding me and carrying me through this journey, even when I fall on the ground, mm -hmm. I'm still like it, there is a purpose for that falling. Yeah. And if I connect to that purpose for falling, it might just be to redirect me in a different direction because this direction will be more destructive. This one's actually a softer a softer direction, but I needed you to fall here so that I can get you to move in this direction. So I just like trust that I'm always being held. That's sort of been my, 
uh, like a barometer where I'm like, okay, listen, it's life's getting challenging right now, but just remember I'm being held. So no matter what happens from this point on, I'm going to be okay. Whatever happens. And if, if I stick to that, it's, it, it makes it less scary and fear and anxiety is resistant energy. It's like going up the down escalator. Like what's the point of going up the down escalator when you can just go down the down escalator (laughs) (laughs) or up the up escalator? Like the universe is carrying you like in that direction. It makes it so much easier. Mm. So the resistance is anxiety, fear, um, you know, all of that. And then the, the opposite, which is love and trust is, is just with ease going up the up escalator, coming down the down escalator. How have you seen that come into play when people want to create a, a successful relationship, um, you know, attract a, a great partner into their life? So I trust, I believe that if you've attracted someone in your life, um, you usually have a contract with them. Mm. Like you signed a contract with them. It's in writing. You just didn't read the fine print. So yeah, the <laughs> challenges are coming up, you know? And so it's interesting because um, the universe put you together again to grow and evolve. Now, mm-hmm. I believe that no matter what happens in a relationship, except for one thing, which is physical abuse, there's mm-hmm. no tolerance for physical abuse, but everything else can be worked through. Mm-hmm. So even infidelity, I feel like infidelity is one of those things that people are like, well, what about infidelity? Mm-hmm. He or she cheated on me. And, you know, I always I always believe in the power of my language and I correct that for them. I say, did they, is that a truth? Is that a fact that they cheated on you? Because actually they just cheated, period. And that's an action that they need to take responsibility for if they choose, <laughs> again. Um, and they may or may not want to choose to take responsibility for that in which you can then make a powerful decision for yourself, but they cheat on you. The moment I say that someone cheated on me, I'm now playing victim Mm. to somebody else's actions and they're not doing it because of me of, because of who I am or how they feel about me. They're doing it because of how they feel about themselves, their beliefs and their integrity, their alignment with yeah. source or disalignment with source. Yeah. And it's also, it's a kind of, what I'm hearing is the gifts that the universe gives you. Like when we fall down, right? Like you're still being held. You're still being guided, supported, led to your highest and best good. And it's a gift. What's the gift, right? So if there is those moments of, of relationship discord, disharmony, distrust, breaking trust, you know, or, or whatever might be there, right? Cheating, infidelity, like it's an opportunity to say, what is not, what communication is not happening here? What is the blind spot? What is the baggage that is just totally running this relationship instead of us being conscious, empowered, you know, loving, truthful, harmonious, a, a couple, you know, like a, the best couple that we can be. Were there expectations that weren't set properly? Is one of us dealing with, with stress or anxiety in an unhealthy coping, coping way? And, and this is how it came out. And if we only would have had more effective communication, like we would have been able to head this off at the pass rather than, you know, after six months or years of, of that building up. And then now here's the blow up. And, and I think it's, it's a gift to, to investigate that, to look at it for both, both partners. Right. And it might be challenging to do with just the two people within the relationship. So I encourage you to seek support, um, like an outside third person who, who is a professional, not like a friend that's going to kind of give you their advice. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who's sort of trained in, um, how to best deal with these situations and give you the right tools. I always believe like that's, I believe that's what my role here is, is kind of guiding people and giving them the tools so that they, cause I believe in, in all, every single one of these, every single one of you, like you have the power to do this. Just like my coaches, you know, guided me going like, you have the power to do this for yourself. And because mm. I did it by myself, 
I believed in my power within myself because mm. I was playing weak and powerless and playing small before once upon a time in my life as well. And then I chose a different path, but I had to kind of go on that long windy road for myself. And it was a bit grueling at times, mm. uh, but I, I now know that I have the power to do it and the power to overcome uh, falling on the flat, like falling flat on my face. Yeah. Several times over and over again, because sometimes it sideswipes you a different way, you know, deceit, infidelity, all that stuff's kind of packed into one ball, but it comes, it shows up in different ways. It could show up from, you know, someone taking money from you or, you know, lots of different ways. So, yeah. That's, so that's, I, does that answer your question? So I think like what I'm saying is, is that in it, I think that when you are attracted to somebody, but not just like a Valentine's Day, oh, he's so hot kind of attraction, <laughs> but like, I'm really drawn to this person on a soul, soul level. level. Yes. Yeah. I, I believe that there's something there for you to grow and evolve from. Um, and I believe that you could make it work forever. Yeah, yeah right. Want. Right. If you chose to. Yeah. It's like, there's, like you said, there's nothing outside of physical abuse that can't be like worked through and communicated saying, Hey, you know, at this phase, you know, we've been in a relationship for a year or five years or 10 years, things change. People grow. They, their, their preferences, their values, things like that. So I think it's important to con- to have that continual commitment to come together and share, Hey, Here's where I'm at today for whatever reason, like this is coming up for me. I just want to share it with you. I want to be real with you. I want to be naked with you and like allow this to come up so that we can best move forward either together or if this is something that doesn't work for your life plan and your vision of your life, then that's that's great too. Like Petty and I, my girlfriend, we're like in the beginning, we said we don't need each other. And as long as we are in this relationship and we're committed to it and we're committed to making it work, we will do whatever the heck it takes to make it work, right? We'll move heaven and earth. We'll go get counseling. We'll like do whatever, right? Get coaching to, to make it thrive. And if at some point either one of us is saying, you know, it's just it's not the relationship that we we need for our spiritual fulfillment and to be our greatest possible selves, then like we'll say thank you. Thank you for our time together. Thank you for the season of life that we invested um, let's, we, it's, it, I guess it's time we go our separate ways and not to be attached to needing it to keep going on. But like, there's still the mindset of, I'm going to fight for this relationship to work and be amazing and stand for it and like invest everything I've got because it's important to me. And so it's like wielding both of those at the same time. I think a lot of people might have a challenge with doing both of those and keeping those, uh, forefront. Well, yeah. And, and it's interesting because when you have, like, I like that you sh- had that conversation, like when you started dating, yeah. because when people have, when people feel safe, because they're allowed mm. to take their baggage and open it up and have things come undone a little bit. Mm. When we allow for ourselves to feel safe in a partnership, then we do allow for that space to grow within it as well like i i like to call it like building an earthquake proof relationship so mm-hmm. like an earthquake proof building mm-hmm. so if back in the olden days when buildings were created like a high rise mm-hmm. at w- the sign of one impact the entire building would come crumbling down mm-hmm. now buildings are being built earthquake proof which means that they kind of have room to take several impacts and it kind of sways and it goes you know and it hurts it moves it shifts and there's still emotion and rawness that comes out but it does not crumble it does not need to crumble and there will be some parts of it that break but the whole thing won't crumble so you just rebuild from that place that there's discord so yeah so i i like to equate like a healthy conscious relationship to being like an earthquake proof for like because no matter i don't care which relationship it is there will be points of impact oh yeah what like at whatever level or whatever degree there's just always levels of impact that come in so or and if there wasn't then both people are like really not showing up in in their life i would say like you know it's someone who has a, a will to live a great life they have their preferences they have their priorities they have these things like i want this life right and when two people especially like i know there's a lot of alpha couples coming together like awesome people who are empowered and doing great things and you know like petty is an alpha i'm an alpha like 
we're both wanting the best life possible for, for each of us. And when we come together, there's going to be strong preferences either way. So we, we have to communicate to be able to keep that, that synergy. And whenever there's, there's um, you know, stress or whatever in our earthquake-proof uh, relationship, then we need to go back and mend that. But if, if people are just like sitting there saying, well, you know, I'm kind of just drifting through life, uh, you know, whatever she wants, whatever he wants, I'll kind of just go along with it. Like there, there won't be that, that, that deep connection. There won't be that intimacy. There won't be the, the fire of passion and polarity and like things like wanting to happen to build, to create something more. I don't think we really attract people like that onto the marathon <laughs> people who tune in. It's mainly people who are like, I want a great life. Um, so I think that it's just, it's interesting to notice the, the differences of, of both. And you know, what do we want to attract? I think some people might think that they want to attract someone who's who's passive and, you know, it kind of just goes along with everything that they do. And if that's you, cool. Like that's, that's not what I wanted. I wanted someone who is like up to big things and inspires me to be a better version of myself every freaking day. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to say to that is I heard you say like all these people that are tuning in want great things for their life. What if I was to tell you those great things that you want are literally sitting right in front of you? Yes. You've just got the curtains closed a little bit. Like, mm. you know, like the blinds are closed. You've got the protective barriers. So like, mm. again, the law of the universe is everything you want. The moment in which you want it, the universe is delivering it to you. Mm. Now we just have to look at what is the block to me actually reaching it, like just putting my hand out or even knowing that it's there. Yeah. So that's another one of those barometer things. It's like, if I know that, like, like I said earlier, that I trust that the universe is always holding me no matter what, even when I'm flat on the floor. This is another barometer. It's like, whatever I ask for, the universe is already, it's right there. It's, mm -hmm. I just have to figure out what I am doing to block it from me achieve, ha like having it like literally in my hands, in my awareness. So how do we, how do we go about that, Nadika? How do we distinguish that and like create power around whatever that block is that we might be creating? Well, I've actually found the power of meditation really huge because sometimes it's not a knowing from my brain what mm. I'm doing to block it. Right. So I will ask, I will ask the universe for guidance, say, this is, I know it's there, mm -hmm. guide me on what it is that's blocking it. And the answer will magically appear, whether it shows up in a, in a knowing feeling, whether it shows up in a sign. I think I shared with you in one of our conversations, like sometimes messages come to me in songs, like yeah. song titles that I've like never even heard. And I'll go and like YouTube that song and like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is exactly, this is the answer. And it like came to me, to me through a meditation. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's, that's been really helpful um, because it's not always again in my conscious awareness. It mm -hmm. is there in my subconscious. So in order to access that, mm -hmm. I do that through meditation. For That's awesome. Awesome. And I, meditation, I, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I can see this happening for both that like dream partner. Like my dream partner is already like here, so to speak, like there, here. I like to say here because like, all right, it's here. It's in my space, you know, it's already here. What am I doing that is pushing it away? That's causing me not to see this person. Um, we could talk about wealth. You know, the wealth is already here. The abundance is already flowing into, through and around my life. What am I doing that is blocking it or stopping it from actually like it landing in my bank account? You know, like what, what is, what is in my space? How can I be aware of that? So I think just setting that intention and like you said, doing some meditation, or whatever the, the process or practice is to get clarity around that so that we can take empowered actions. It's huge. Yeah. So this will be inspiring for someone out there, but uh, my life partner, uh, him and I have been friends for 10 years, wow. just friends, mm. um, before the energy shifted around it yeah. and, and it switched to romance. Wow. So he was right under my nose the entire time but because of whatever reasons with the with the energy and the blocks that I had and the blocks that he may have, like it just, we didn't see it with the eyes that we had. Yeah. Um, but a cool exercise that I, I, I want to give you a tidbit of an exercise that you can take away, which I found super powerful. So when I was single, um, I realized like I, I would write down like I manifesting your ideal partner. Yeah. So one of the things that I love is, 
not necessarily writing down like what I want in a person, but how I want to feel when I'm with that person. <laughs> yeah. So how I want to feel when I'm with that person. So also what I started to do was I started to journal and document when I was feeling that way, when I was sharing my life with other men, it didn't have mm. to be romantically wow. like with my dad, for example, my mm. dad's a very important male figure, masculine energy that's in my life. Yeah. So whenever he would do things that would make me feel just so warm and fuzzy, I mm. would document it. Mm. Now, what I started to do was documenting all of these things already. You're already telling the universe that you're visually appreciating and seeing these things that you absolutely appreciate and love and makes you feel elevated within yourself. Yeah. So the universe helps you align a person that has those things, mm. has those attributes wow. or knows those actions, speaks love in that language yeah. so that you receive it in that way. This is gold. Yeah. So you're just like documenting down. So I would go out for dinner with a friend of mine, for example, like we're just friends. There's nothing romantic, but he just made me laugh my ass off all night long. Yes. So I'm home and I would write that down. Like I'm so grateful for um, Joey who made me laugh all night long. It made me wow. feel like whatever. Wow. And that's like a gratitude right there. So the universe is like, okay, this, like, we're making notes of this. This is yeah. what you like. My dad loves to make home cooked meals and loves to like really pays attention to like what I really enjoy to eat. Mm -hmm. And so when he does that, I could literally feel the transfer of the love in the food that I'm eating. And so I would write that down and be grateful for that. And like all of a sudden you just get this list and, and it's just like, it elevates you. And you realize like all these people are actually you're also grateful because all these other people can provide that for you you don't need it from somebody some one person but it's also invited to show up in that one person yeah yeah and, and it's like we know or i think intuitively i knew and i think a lot of people know that when there is that one person who brings these feelings together and we get to share even more of life together in a committed relationship or whatever it might look like like saying this is the person that is going to be by my side and you know we get to like create this this um this fairy tale right this adventure this journey this experience that we want to have with that romantic partner who number one does all these things and i love that you use your your dad because like that was the masculine energy that modeled to you what you value and what makes you feel good my mom she demonstrated like nurturing me and like really taking care of me and my girlfriend Petia she's like one of the most loving nurturing like caring when, when like taking care of people um, type of people I've ever met you know she just like goes the extra mile and so so family oriented right so my mom instilled that value in me I didn't even know that that was important to me. I didn't write that down in my, you know, manifesting my dream woman that she's she's like going to be this really great kind of home homey uh, feminine presence. She's a freaking powerhouse and she also loves to take care of me, right? And takes takes care of people. I would have never like known that, but like I just manifested it thankfully because I was in tune with it, but your the way you're approaching it, it's very way more practical and you can actually design it. You can design that person for what you what we want to bring and call into our life. It's it's super awesome. Yeah, definitely. And uh, another thing I like you mentioned too is sort of like she's uh your girlfriend is a powerhouse as yes. well as the sort of nurturer. Um and and that's also something that I I like to address within when I'm working with individuals is sort of balancing that masculine and feminine energy, having an awareness of when to bring it out and when to like when to bring one out versus the oh, other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because both sexes, both male and female sexes have both masculine and feminine energy. Sure. And it's really important for all of us to learn um, and to manage them both because, and sort of like when one comes out versus the other, because as a female, I used to spend a lot of time in my masculine energy, which didn't serve me. It wasn't my natural, uh, it wasn't my natural, it wasn't my nature and it wasn't my natural inclination. I was doing it as a protection mechanism. Mm. And so I didn't know that then, yeah. but now that I am aware of it, and I'm able to sort of be softer and be in my feminine and choose being the, being the nurturing version of myself. Mm -hmm. I can feel 
my level of connection to source and my level of joy and peace be really present because I'm not needing to be in protective mode. Mm. There's nothing for me to protect myself with right now. You know, like I'm good. I'm okay. And to just, which, which when I'm in my feminine, it allows my man to show up in my masculine. Now I, I happen to be heterosexual, but this works even in homosexual relationships because there's usually one that will be more dominant in their masculine and one more dominant in their feminine. Mm -hmm. So I just want to reiterate that like this works in all relationships. It doesn't have to be specifically to heterosexual relationships. Gold. I love it. I love it, Nidika. I want to talk a little bit more about the barriers and the blocks. I think that was something that we really wanted to dive into today. Is there anything else that people might be doing that might be blocking them or um, kind of self-sabotaging them from creating the love that they want for someone else, bringing that, tracking that into their life, or just for themselves? Is there anything else that comes to mind? Yeah. So I, I believe that none of us are intentionally going out there sabotaging our lives. I don't like that. That would just be crazy. So I think that a lot of our stuff comes from our subconscious. Yeah. So I find the best way um, for me to describe this is for me to share a story with you. And, and hopefully this will resonate with one or more people. And this is, gives you a little bit of insight on how I work with people. So I had a lady come and work with me. And she had seven PhDs, okay? So I don't know if you know anyone that has seven PhDs, but I clearly did not. So <laughs> I, uh, the first question I asked her is, um, do you believe that you're smart? And she said instantly, no. Wow. So I had to like, this is like, to me, to you, it doesn't make sense. I could see that in your face. To me, <laughs> what that doesn't make no sense at all but I'm familiar with this work so I was like okay let's go back and to do this work I asked her to close her eyes and I said remember so the opposite she doesn't believe she's smart so the opposite Mm -hmm. of smart is stupid so I said to her close your eyes and think about the first memory you have of feeling stupid Okay. So she closed her eyes and she right away, it came to her. It doesn't always right away come to you, but it usually will um, after a little bit of time. So for her, it came up right away when she was four years old, she was trying to pour a four liter jug of milk into a glass. Uh, She's trying to fill up her glass, but she had to carry this big four liter jug. Mm -hmm. The jug fell down and milk spilt everywhere. And this is her memory that she's sharing. And her mom was like, Oh, look, what are you stupid? Look at the mess you made. Oh, we got to clean this up. And she got frantic. So now her mom, this was probably not a defining moment for her mom. If she was to talk to her mom, her mom probably wouldn't even remember that it happened. But for her, this was a defining moment. So remember, like most of our um, beliefs are defined by the birth to eight years of age. So these are defining moment years. So in the, when she was four, she had written on her blueprint on her forehead. She tattooed it. She's wearing a t-shirt with it on it that she's stupid. So she goes out into the world believing that she is stupid. And she went out there to prove to the world and herself that she's not stupid. Mm-hmm. And how did she do that? keep on going and getting all these PhDs and educated accolades and all these kinds of things. But in the end, when I asked her if she felt stupid or if she felt smart, she said no. Mm. So I call that putting icing on shit. Yep. Cause it's still, the shit's still there. Yep. You just got icing on top of it. Yep. Right. Yep. So what I do is again, removing those blocks, peeling back those layers, getting to the root cause. Now, if I was to ask you as an adult, looking at that four-year-old, does that mean when you're carrying a four-liter jug, which weighs pretty much the entire weight of your body, and you're trying to pour it into a small glass, does that make you stupid that you spilled the milk? No. And even for her, until she was able to revisit it as an adult into her child and to find that compassion and to let that story go, that she, that does not mean that she's stupid, that that specific instance does not define that core belief for her. Mm. And then she was able to revisit it and re-see it with different eyes. But until then it was in her subconscious. So she didn't realize that she was going out into the world 
trying to prove that she's not stupid to others and herself. Mm -hmm. So these are the things like some of these things are caught. They're stuck in our blind spot. Mm-hmm. And, and like, that's where I come in and I can help people kind of get to it. Yeah. So it's not always something that's in my conscious mind that I'm out there in destructive mode, but you can start to notice if you see repetitive patterns, like if you're constantly in a relationship and you're constantly end up cheating on someone, mm-hmm. or if you're constantly left feeling, um, abandoned, mm-hmm. like that's a common theme. Those are things that that's a hint that there's something going on. You're the common denominator. I'm the common denominator. We're always the common denominator of our experiences. And again, that's a non-judgmental thing. It's just like, okay, this keeps reoccurring. So let's look at why that is. So that's sort of how I would like to answer that question. <laughs> I love it. It was so powerful. It's it like that it just really, and with you, Nadika, like if someone has you on their team, on their side to like look at what's the patterns that's showing up, let's start to take a look at like what really happened. I think that that's, that's like really creating the best advantage for, for whoever's out there listening or watching right now, like to be able to overcome it, to break through it. So I think it's a, a really great, great story and perfect segue into wrapping the conversation up and saying, how can people um, really transform their, their um, blind spots, their barriers by working with you? What are the next steps that they can take? Um, yeah, so if you feel a calling, like if you feel like you're ready to do this, um, it is work. It is work, but I don't believe that work has to be a, a, a negative connotation. It's a commitment. Yes. Commitment can be fun because it's a commitment. There will be exercises. There will be um, peeling back the layers. There will be moments of discomfort, mm-hmm. but all of it is a journey to coming undone. To being the true essence of who you are. Yeah, so I have coaching packages I'm happy to um, offer. Like, if you feel aligned to work with me, if not, I definitely recommend you finding someone that you resonate with and the work in which you resonate with. And um, because that is important, you have to want, connect with the person, you have to connect with the, it has to be an alignment. Like I said, we all have contracts that we sign with each other. And even with work, we have contracts that we sign with each other. So you and I have a contract and, um, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, you know, all, all the people I've worked with in the past, we've had contracts and they've been great. And, and so if you you kind of, you'll just know, trust your intuition, who Mm. that person is that you choose to work with. And there's no right or wrong answer because if you choose, and it's not the most ideal person, then switch it up. There's just, nothing It's just wrong feedback. It's just feedback to say, okay, totally. here's, here's what I really love and I'm committed to having as a far, as part of my coach, you know, like, uh, oh, now I know I need Nadika. I want Nadika. She's going to, she's going to cause that transformation. So this is great. I love the alignment. Um, where do they go to connect with you? Of course, they can find you on Facebook. I'll tag your name on the post. And then for them, where, where should they go? Your website, social media? Yeah, uh, nakedlovecoach.com, spelled exactly how it sounds. And uh, my email is info at nakedlovecoach.com. You can follow me on Instagram at nakedlovecoach um, and all other platforms of social media. You can find me with with, uh, Naked Love Coach. So yeah, you're definitely welcome to follow me. I'm happy to answer any other further questions. Um, I've got like on my contact page, you can fill out like a little, uh, you can send me a message through there. You could submit your information and I'd be happy to get back to you. And yeah, all that. Awesome. Nadika, you are a superstar. Thank you for coming here and sharing this. It's been a blast. Your energetic perspective and wisdom, spiritual perspective, wisdom, tactical, like, hey, let's get get people empowered to create that relationship with themselves of their dreams as well as the the dream partner. So thank you for, for what you do. I'm committed to getting even more real, authentic, naked in my life. So everyone who's tuning in, if you want to get naked with Nadika, definitely make it happen. And uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for, for bringing this in. You're, you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Have an amazing rest of your day. See you soon, okay? See you soon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit 
who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>